0: friends and introverts welcome back to the you're so quiet podcast or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time as always i am your introverted host chelsea brown this week i peeked into the bad roommates subreddit on reddit.com if you did not know (laughs) to truly find the worst of the worst roommate stories I have had a few of my own, and as you know, I'm watching Love Island, and I'm like, man, how are they getting along so well? Because I've had some terrible roommates. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Just as a note, if you hear like a humming kind of sound, like a low humming sound in the background, that is my air conditioner. The unit is in the attic. Don't ask me why they put it there. It was a very bad idea, but it's right above my podcasting closet. And it is over 100 degrees in Texas right now, so unfortunately, I am not going to be shutting it off to record because I'm going to be in this closet for a couple hours and I don't want to die. So, <laughs> if you hear that, I apologize in advance, but also deal with it. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our mental health check. If you're new here, every week we check in with ourselves, rate our mental health between 1 and 5, 1 being absolutely horrible, 5 being absolutely amazing. This week I am at about, I mean like today specifically, I'm at about a three. I'm a little bit irritable. I feel like overstimulated because I'm like querying my book. I'm submitting my book to different agents and it's like a whole thing and it's very frustrating and tedious and it's it's just a lot, honestly. The hardest part of the book is not necessarily writing it, but finding someone else to want to publish it. So that's a whole thing. And that's kind of weighing on me. But I feel better than before. But just like today in particular, I just like don't I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. So naturally, I forced myself to do a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm forcing myself to record this podcast because I have a problem with resting. So yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But I'm at a three. Check in with you. Ask yourself how you're really doing this week. If there's something bothering you, something on your mind. I actually have a TikTok up um, basically telling you, look, if you have something you want to vent about, if you have something you want to complain about, just get it off your chest. Do it here, duet this, comment, whatever, and let's just like drop it and have a good day, you know? So, if you want to vent on that, you are more than welcome to do so. You can always come to my DMs. I love to complain if you don't know this about me. So, I'm always there for a venting session. No matter how you're feeling, it is always okay, and you don't have to force yourself to feel any kind of way, okay? So with that being said, let's get into our book, TV show, or movie of the week. Every week, I will recommend one of the many, many things that I consume every week and give it to you so you can also enjoy. So this week, it is going to be a book. I am back on my reading grind. I am not plowing through books, but I'm reading every single day. So, that's always good for me and good for my creativity because whenever I'm reading, I'm more creative. Anyway, the book that I read this week was You're Invited by Amanda Jayatissa. The premise is that there's this woman who is invited to a wedding in Sri Lanka where she's from and at the wedding, there is a dead body. That's the basic premise and that's what you get at the beginning and throughout the book. It is a combination of narrative and police interview transcripts to kind of find out who's dead and who actually killed them. It was a very, very good book. It had a very good twist at the end. And if you follow the podcast Instagram at your So quiet Pod if you're not following, um, I actually tagged the author in one of my stories and she responded, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I'm talking to a celebrity. That's awesome. But I just told her I really liked her book. And she said, I'm glad you liked it. And that was it. But I I love an accessible author. I don't know if I'm going to be that author because I'm very private, as you know. But it was really cool that she responded. And especially because I really liked her book. I thought it was very, very good. I think the way that it was constructed was really cool. It's not just a whodunit, but it's also... Uh, who is dead and then who has done that. You know what I mean? So I highly recommend this one. This one for me, I think I would say probably four out of five stars. It took mm, probably 30% of the book. It's not super long. It's maybe 250 pages. It took about a third of the book for me to be heavily invested. I also thought that some of the thoughts of the main narrator weren't really explained as fully as I wanted them to be the main narrator has a lot of violent, intrusive thoughts. And obviously, I think that was kind of a red herring, like, to try to make us look one way and think that this person is the killer. But I think that it was... I wish that it was just explained, you know? Like, why does this person have these particular thoughts? Like, are they struggling with something? Like, what is the deal? And it was just never... The reasoning was never mentioned, and that to me just felt like a loose end that I wish was tied up. So, for those things, it is 4 out of 5 stars. However, I still highly recommend it. It was really, really good. So, all of that behind us, we are going to get into the main topic of this week, and that is bad roommates. So, I have had my fair share of roommates. When I went to college, I lived in the dorms. After that, for two years, I rented a house with various roommates and I had like good roommates for the most part. My sophomore and junior year of college, good roommates, really no issues. Honestly, we kind of got along well. We were all relatively tidy. Like it was not a thing. It was not an issue. But in college, one of my roommates was, it was just not a good roommate. Okay. So, The way my dorm was, I was in a dorm that used to be an apartment building, and because of that, we had our own bathroom in the dorm, which is something that I really wanted because I really just didn't like the communal bathrooms for the whole floor. I was just like, how am I going to, like, shower privately? Like, I'm very into my privacy, you know what I mean? So that for me, I was just like, I don't like that. So with this dorm, I was able to have my own bathroom, but as a trade-off, I actually had four other roommates. So it was five girls in one room and the room was technically laid out like a two bedroom apartment. So there was one big main area and then two smaller bedrooms. So most of the roommates I had were freshmen It was myself and three other girls that were freshmen and then one other girl that was either a junior or a senior. She completely kept to herself. She studied. She went to class. Like, she did her own thing. But one of the freshman roommates, like, she and I just kind of didn't, we didn't click and it wasn't, like, we didn't have any fights or anything like that, but we just kind of just didn't fit together. And I was just like, you know what, whatever, like, I can coexist with this person, she coexisted with me, like, there was no blowout, whatever. But <laughs> this particular roommate was someone who, who, like, used things without asking, and that just really irks me, especially because of one particular thing that she used. So, my freshman year of college, I was rarely in my dorm. That's a whole other issue. I, I'm <laughs> that is for a separate episode. We're not getting into that today. But I was never in the dorm. Even at night, I was just never there. So, I come back to the dorm late one night, come back from classes or whatever, and I try to get into bed, but there's someone already in my bed. And it's someone that I don't recognize. I don't know this person and they were passed out. Like, they are passed out. You can clearly smell the alcohol in them. They had been drinking. And I go to this roommate and because she's looking at me and I'm looking at her and I'm just like, hey, so like, what is this? What What's the deal? She's like, oh, you're never here. So I just let her use your bed. I'm like, that's completely inappropriate because first first of all, if you had just asked, I would have said yes. Clearly I have been sleeping somewhere else, like in another dorm during like most of my <laughs> freshman year. right? But the fact that I come back to my dorm for once And I can't even use my own bed. Like, that's not, that's not appropriate. So she was upset with me because she's like, well, you're never here. So how was I supposed to know? I'm like, you are supposed to know because this is not yours. Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, okay, so is this the first time? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, so what the heck? So like, if I don't want to come here, that's my business. But that doesn't mean that it's right for you to like, give my space to somebody else. And just to be clear, it's not like someone moved in or something. It's just that she went out with her friend and she and her friend came back from the club or the bar, wherever they were, and like went to sleep. If you've ever stayed in a dorm, you know they are single beds. So sharing a bed is pretty difficult, right? So she just put her up in my bed and I'm just like. Yo, that's not, that's not going to work for me. I need you to not ever do that again. And she was pissed off about it, but she said, okay, thank goodness. And like, we barely spoke for the rest of the year. And this happened in like October of my freshman year. So I had like six more months of living with this person and it was fine. Like, it's not, it, it wasn't the end of the world, but there were clearly things that like she made it known that she was not happy with me. Like, I don't like to be hot. And she would crank up the thermostat in the dorm and make it like 85 degrees at night. Like, this is not, this is not going to work for any of us because I'm not the only one in here that's sweating, right? So, that is my, that was probably my worst roommate, is this person who just flat out was not just just not respectful of my things and of my space. It doesn't matter if I'm not there. It's still mine. I'm still paying for it. And if you had just asked, I would have said, sure, it's fine. So as I said, I dove into the bad roommates subreddit and I picked a couple for us to kind of talk about. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna read them to y'all and react to them okay okay so first one very short the title is i found a long pubic hair on my toothbrush title says it it's not mine i'm shaven and then like the crazy face emoji that okay first of all you can do whatever you want to do with your pubic hair i do not care um but at, at the bare minimum try to keep it off the toothbrush You know what I mean? And I sincerely doubt this person's toothbrush was, like, on the toilet. So what is going on here? That's... That is heinous. That is heinous. That luckily did not happen to me. I did have a roommate that left used pads, like, stuck the sticky side onto the tub and, like, didn't throw them away. And that was... That was pretty disgusting. And that, I feel like, is pretty close to the the heinous level okay next title is roommate always wants to hang out (laughs) it's like this is the introvert struggle (laughs) you know okay so it says how do i go about setting boundaries i'm an introvert and prefer my solitude my roommate always wants to hang out 24 7 and it's driving me mad i just stay in my room or leave the house he's always inviting me to watch netflix with him go out to drink go to the pool etc Almost every time I say no and make it clear I don't enjoy the same activities as him. Still, he continues to invite me to do everything with him. I also can't leave my door open and hate going into the common areas when he's home, as he will talk my ear off. He's very narcissistic, as the cherry on top. Any advice is extremely appreciated. Well, writer, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but if you do, I'm about to give you some advice. This is something I'm learning how to do too, right? I do not know how to set a boundary. I like hope that people can read the room and most people can't and I think it's because I'm not really super emotive anyway so it's hard to read whether I'm into it or not if you don't know me you know what I mean so just tell him like hey I would just prefer to be just be by myself I really don't want to hang out and you know his feelings might be hurt just flat out his feelings might be hurt And in all, it might end up being a better situation for you to just find a roommate that's more compatible. You know, if you try to communicate with him as clearly as you can that, hey, I'm just not into hanging out. I really need my my alone time. I'm very introverted. This is how I kind of get charged up for my day. If he's not respectful of that, then it just might be time to hit the road. Okay, next one. Roommate spends way too much time in the bathroom. They write, I recently moved in with my boyfriend and two of his roommates, along with another girlfriend of one of the other roommates, five of us in total. The other boyfriend in the house is the roommate in question. The last few months, six months or so, he has stated that he has constipation issues and spends up to an hour and a half in the bathroom at a time, between four to six times a day, scrolling through TikTok videos. He also showers at least twice, sometimes three times a day, and the amount of time spent in the bathroom has slowly grown larger and larger. We have suggested multiple times he should see a doctor if he's really having such bad issues, but he refuses. There are four other people in the house, however, and when we wake up in the morning, we have to wait at least an hour every day before we're able to do the basic things needed in order to get ready for the day. At any point in the day, if you need to use the bathroom, you can almost guarantee that he's already in there and will continue to be for a while. There is a full bathroom upstairs and a half bath downstairs. The half bath downstairs is extremely uncomfortable to use due to the fact that it is an unfinished basement, meaning there are often spiders or other bugs in the bathroom. We have joked about banishing him to the downstairs bathroom, but he's honestly getting to a point where we might need to. Any advice on how to go about having this conversation? Okay, so first, before I give advice to someone who may or may not be listening, um... So, my husband and I lived in Seattle for a year and we had a one-bedroom apartment with one bathroom. And let me tell you, that was the worst decision we ever made as a couple, was to have only one bathroom. Our schedules are very similar. Like, we'll shower in the morning, we'll shower at night, and it's like around the same time. And we're able to do that in our house because we have our own full bathrooms. But in Seattle, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare because inevitably, every time I woke up in the morning, he was already in the shower or getting ready for work or in the bathroom for some reason. And this began to fill me with rage because, first of all, our apartment did not have air conditioning. We moved in in the summer and it was incredibly hot. So, I'm already upset. And then I'm being woken up by these trash compactors outside our window every single day of the week. And I can't even go to the bathroom in the morning because he's showering. So, all that to say to this particular person, um, heinous. I I get it. I understand how at first you're like, okay, well, that's inconvenient. That's inconvenient. And then all of a sudden, you are filled with rage. I get it. But just tell him or try to work out a schedule, right? Just tell the guy, like, look, there are four other, or what, four other people in this house. We all need to use the bathroom. We're going to need to devise a schedule because I understand, like, you have your, your health needs and that's fine, but if you need to use the bathroom outside of this allotted schedule, I do ask that you use the bathroom downstairs. And it's just that simple. Like, it's not, We don't have to make it this big personal thing. It's not a personal attack. It's just, look, I also need to use the bathroom and three other people also need to use the bathroom. So, we're going to need to come up with a solution that's not just everyone waiting for an hour every time you're in the bathroom. So, I can speak from experience when I tell you that communication is key because, as I said. I was becoming rageful, okay? Every time I woke up and I heard the shower running, like, oh my gosh, it's happening again, and it just builds and builds and builds, and for what? Like, I'm not accomplishing anything, so I mentioned it to my husband. I'm like, look, like, every time I wake up, you're in the shower. Like, can we come up with a schedule? He's like, well, the schedule that works for me at this time based on my work schedule, is, like, I'm using the bathroom from 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning. And then I have my expectations set, right? Because even though I woke up every morning expecting to be able to do my normal routine that I would do in Texas and our house, I wasn't able to do that in Seattle. And that's what was causing the most friction for me. But having a conversation and just, like, having expectations set, especially for morning routines and stuff... It's a game changer, right? Even though, even if you're not saying anything that either of you doesn't already know, it's still very important. So, communication always. Okay, and this is, this is the last one and it has a lot of cursing in it. So, I'm just, when I read it, I'm not going to be reading it verbatim. I will, like, edit it as I go, okay? The title is, I'm so sick of this guy. Lived with this dude for a couple years. He's always been bad, (laughs) but I recently got on meds for my ADHD, which has helped me become a sentient human being and be aware of what is going on around me and actually care about anything. Me and my fiance live with our roommate. He is a bad person. He has always been, but recently I've realized just how bad it is. He's always done stuff, like scream at his games, like we can have a fan running, air conditioner on, playing a movie, door shut, and I can still hear him screaming in his room. He also dry fires his gun at the wall, which I hate. He doesn't clean anything, will let the dishes sit until we do them, won't buy anything for the apartment unless directly asked, etc. Lately I've been getting a proper routine. I had a hard time showering daily and cleaning, etc. But still cleaned up after myself in communal areas. Well, I pretty much cleaned the entire house, cleaned up after his mess, hoping since it was all done that we would all be able to keep things clean since there wasn't a bunch to do anymore. No. My fiance and I have done all the dishes, cleaned everything. He won't do anything. He dumps baking soda on the floor after his cat pees on it and won't vacuum it up. I even vacuumed around it and waited for him to clean up his own mess and he will let it sit for weeks until I do it. He is also using our soap. He has no soap of his own at all. Our body wash, our shampoo, and conditioner. He will throw towels on the floor so he can stand on them after a shower and leaves them there, even if it is the only clean towel. Not his problem since he doesn't have to wash them. I am just filled with absolute rage because I walked into the bathroom to a soaked towel that I washed last night laying on the floor. It makes me not want to do anything or clean because the total absolute disregard for everything I do. I want to cry. I hate him. Literally seeing him just existing makes me furious. Edit. Forgot to say that yesterday he bought himself some bar soap. Proudly walked into our room and announced it like a 12-year-old showing off a participation trophy to their dad. He always does that every time he buys something for the apartment or himself. Rant over. Okay, so that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, That's unacceptable, first of all. I don't know what this person's living condition, like, living situation is. I don't know if, like, the roommate is a necessary evil because of, for example, where you live. It's crazy expensive. You guys can't afford it. Whatever if you can, um, move out with your fiance or ask this other guy to leave. This is, this is, this is not good behavior. It's not. The hygiene issues, using of other people's things, not okay. The dry firing of the gun, like, I, I don't know. That kind of makes me a little anxious. I have been to a shooting range. I know how to shoot a gun. I know how dangerous guns are. And part of me is just like, why is this, why this? You know what I mean? Like, Why are you doing this? If you want to shoot, like go to a shooting range, you know, do that. But shooting the gun at the wall in your room, it is dry firing. So it's not like you have any live ammo, but at the same time, it's kind of given me I don't know. It's, it's giving me bad vibes all around because the fact that you feel so comfortable doing that in the house, how long until you feel comfortable, like, brandishing the weapon at me? So, for that reason, I, if I were you, I would move out, right? This person, like, give them however much notice they actually need. I think in Texas, it's like 30 days or something, And tell them, like, look, we're moving out. If you have a lease that you can break, maybe go ahead and do that. And find somewhere else with a different roommate. Because this is wild. The writer of this Reddit post is obviously trying to get their mental health under control. They're trying to do better. They're trying to have, like, a good routine. And then this individual is working against them at every turn. And that's not... that's not appropriate. So, my advice even though you did not ask for it, is to move out. You know, sometimes you just aren't a good fit with someone and that's fine. It doesn't have to be this whole thing. It's just we didn't fit together. That's that. You know, I feel like being a good roommate is not really difficult. Clean up after yourself. Don't use other people's stuff. That's pretty much it right? And obviously, like, don't make someone feel unsafe in their own home kind of thing. There's this girl on TikTok who, yes, I'm still doom scrolling. Don't come at me for it. There's this girl on TikTok who has this roommate in New York and this roommate is really just genuinely a horrible person. They are threatening to evict them. They are threatening to change the locks. They're screaming at them all the time. Making this girl feel very uncomfortable, making her feel harassed, and made her feel that she had to put separate locks on her own door. And that was a whole thing, too. So I was just like, man, I bet there are other horrible roommates out there. And sure enough, there's a whole subreddit dedicated just to bad roommates. So if you are a roommate, take this (laughs) just bit of advice clean up after yourself, don't be mean. Don't use other people's stuff. And honestly, you will be above par, or I guess below par, because I mean, par is where you wanna be. You don't wanna be above par, right? You know what I mean. I I don't play golf, but you know what I'm trying to say. You are gonna be better than most if you just follow those three simple pieces of advice. And so on that note, we are about at the end of our time together this week. I appreciate you joining me as always. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at yoursoquietpod, Y-O-U-R-E, soquietpod, where I will always post stories and you can stay up to date with the podcast and even participate in future episodes. So with all of that being said, that is all for now. See you guys next week. Okay, love you. Bye.